welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Hey, Raina. Hello, Jacinta. <laughs> Glad to have you on. Oh, Lord, the Lord is good. So, we're going to go ahead and get started and just jump right in. So what I'm going to do is for uh, welcome everyone to another episode of Polished Gems. Here is where we talk about how we can develop and improve ourselves with the nine fruits of God's spirit. If this is your first time joining me, I am your host, Jacinta Martin. I am the creator of not only Polished Gems, but also a blog called Fruitful Gems. I'm also an author and a real estate agent in the state of Georgia and a mom of two children. But tonight I have a special guest with me. Her name is Raina Laster. Raina, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people for me? Yes, I am Raina Laster. I am a transformational life coach. And I really get a, a joy out of sharing wisdom and hope to others who or at a point in their life where they're motivated to make some changes in their life that's going to produce fruit. And I am a host of All Things Kennedy on the Light.Live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. And you can download that app on your app store or you can watch online. I'm also um, doing a web um, cast myself and it is my blog is rena kennedy laster dot wordpress dot com and i also have a website all things dot com i'm a retired mental health professional and i um am an ordained minister and i um am a professor at central georgia technical college so i i just really enjoy people i like people and I enjoy motivating them and pushing them to be all that God says they can be. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That is why you are here tonight. We are so excited to have you. And let me explain why I'm super excited to have Raina tonight. She actually submitted a blog to my blog, Fruitful Gems, on joy. And that blog is actually titled Joy Bells Ringing in My Soul. Now, what this blog was about was it was released during Christmas um, in December 2020, but it was not only because of the title of Joy Bells Ringing, that, um, but it was the message about not allowing anyone or anything to steal your joy. And, and in 2020, I know most of us could have received that message, and definitely it didn't hurt to hear it over and over again. So I want to jump right in and read a quote that I want to ask you about, Raina, mm -hmm. that you wrote on the blog. You said, there is a saying that your elders always say when someone mistreats you or when life was not going as you felt it should, they would say, child, don't let nobody steal your joy. Well, I have coined the, the phrase, um, don't give your joy away, is what you said. You said, a quote in the book of joy states that we create that we create most of our suffering. So it should be logical that we have the ability to create more joy. And you asked us to even take a moment and think about this. Then you went on to say, could it be that our perspective is the pinnacle on which we perch our emotions? 
One may feel sad because it's raining while another dances in the rain. The difference is perspective and our thoughts. So my first question is, as a transformational life coach, can you please share how do our thoughts play a role when it comes to maintaining or rebuilding joy? Well, the Bible talks about um, our thoughts. The Bible talks about um, our mind. It tells us to have the mind, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. It tells us to renew our minds. So it lets us know that the mind is a very, very pinnacle on which we hang a lot of things. We hang our words that come out of our mouth. We hang our perspectives. We hang our thoughts and they all originate inside of us. And so what we have to do is um, determine and be intentional about what we think and be intentional about how our thoughts affect us. Um, when, when we think something, usually whatever is going on with us, whether it be something in our body, how our body um, reacts, or if we move, we walk, we, you know, whatever is going on, it originates in the mind, is conceived there. And a lot of times we speak it out of our mouth. Um, for instance, how many of us get up in the morning and say, oh, my God, another day. I'm so tired. I'm tired of this job. I don't want to go you know, our by our brain is going to receive that and that's what it's going to act upon. Um, it's going to do exactly what we tell it to do. Um, so, but at the same time, if we get up and we say, oh my God, it's another day. I am so thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to have the opportunity to do what you called me to do, God. I'm just so happy. Um, you know, I really don't feel like getting up this morning. I don't feel like doing um, what I need to do, but God, your joy is my strength and I am claiming it. I'm claiming what you have said for my life. And so it's about your thoughts and, and we have to be intentional. And plus we have to know what it is um, that the word of God says about us so that we can say these things to ourselves. Um, we don't have time to get into a lot of this today, but one of the things about our body is our body is intentionally made. Our brain is intentionally made. It's made to receive messages. It's received to take, I mean, it's designed to take what we conceive and to act upon it. Um, is you know, whether it be synapses or impulses, electrical impulses in the brain, whether it be thoughts, whatever it is, our brain is designed to act upon whatever it receives. So the messages that it receives, that is what it's going to act upon. So that is how our thoughts affect how we um maintain or rebuild our joy if we don't feel like we have any joy and joy is not possible then our brain is going to tell us that and we're going to act upon it that makes sense mm -hmm. um and then definitely makes sense that our thoughts would play such a pinnacle role i love that quote that you shared with our um, readers in the blog mm -hmm. so that leads me to the next quote um that you uh, shared as well this one says Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This popular Christmas song announces the birth of Christ as a cause of joy. Why? Because his presence brings joy. And you even went on to mention that you can imagine and see God feeling joy because of the gift he has given us, a gift offering hope, 
redemption, and reconciliation. So it behooves us to see joy from God's perspective rather than the word's world's perspective of joy and happiness. Our joy comes from God. He is the ultimate source of joy. So my next question is, can you please share with us a time or even a moment when God's presence has brought you joy? What comes to my mind, um, because, you know, I'm talking about joy and how joy um, is intentional. Joy has to do with our mindset. And so when I was thinking about what you just read, um, the thing about it is that God had the end result in mind with joy, because when when he sent his son into the world. He already knew ahead of time that his son was going to suffer. His son was going to experience pain and persecution and, and um, perspectives from people that were not his own. He already knew that, but he had a whole end um, in mind, the end result in mind. And so I think back to how God is so intentional when it comes to things that we experience in life. So the the answer to the question um, that you asked, what brings or what brought um, joy? I can remember when my mother was um, sick, my mother had cancer and I was staying with her and I was being caretaker. And this particular day, I was just very, very exhausted. I was tired. And I was in bed and it was time for me to get up and um, fix breakfast for my mom and dad. And I just could not do it. I was laying there and I'm thinking, God, I'm just so tired. I can't get up. I can't do this. I can't do this. You got to help me. And God spoke in my spirit and he said, this is what I mean when I say this is what it means to be held. Now that came to mind because there was a song that I had heard months and months ago um, on the radio, but I had not um, really heard it anymore since then. But he brought that to mind and he said, this is what it means to be held. You are resting in me. You know, my joy is your strength. I am the one that's giving you what you need to go on. And so what he said to me was, I want you to rest in me right now. Don't worry about getting up. I want you to lay here, just rest. And he put me back to sleep and I slept for another hour. And I guess during that time, he was strengthening me. He was doing what he needed to do um, in my life so that when I woke up an hour later, I had a totally different perspective. I felt rested. I was joyful. I went in the room and I was like, good morning. Good morning, y'all. How are you doing? You know, I mean, it was a whole totally different thing. So his word had manifested in my life. His joy was my strength. And the joy of him was what gave me strength to get up and go and do what I needed to do. And my mother was joyful. She was in good spirits. And at this time, she was really sick. But her whole persona was joyful and so basically god was revealing that the end result is what matters i see the long range i see the future you know you're you're laying here talking about right now but i see the moments when you're gonna need don't go anywhere we'll be right back in a moment 
All right, we're back and let's continue. Yes, very much so. Um, so that actually, I'm glad you talked about the in, how intentional God is, mm-hmm. right? Um, with that uh, situation, he was so intentional to say, hey, just a little bit mm-hmm. more rest so that you can have a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. So that even leads me into uh, the next point and the next quote that I loved and, and pulled from your blog was joy from a biblical perspective cannot be separated from our relationship and intimacy with God. This lets us know his heart, receive his hand, and hear his voice. Our purpose is then revealed to us. It is this purpose and his plan that allows us to see the big picture. We can then see beyond the problem, beyond the moment, and realize that weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning, according to uh, Nehemiah 8.10. So my uh, next question is, what are some ways that we can create a relationship and even intimacy with God to be able to gain joy from that biblical perspective that you mentioned? Well, one way is, you know, I make an analogous to if you are um, starting a relationship with a boyfriend or you're in a courting courting relationship one of the things that you have to do is you have to spend time with that person you have to get to know that person so that you can enjoy being in that person's um, presence and the more you know that person the more intimate uh, because you share more things with each other you share things that you wouldn't ordinarily share with other people you do things that you wouldn't do with other people and so basically the essence is you got to spend time with God you have to be intentional about it and make sure that you spend time with him on a daily basis and the, the Bible talks about pray without ceasing, for instance, you know, people get confused with that because they think it means, oh, it's going to be a chore because you've got to constantly be praying and thinking about prayer. No, if it's part of you and God is close to you and you're intimate with him, then it comes out in there. It comes, um, I, I just out of the blue, it happens. For instance, if you're walking down the street and you see um, a family that seems to be in need, you you automatically say, God help them or, you know, God bless them or whatever. It becomes a part of who you are. So you get to know God. You you need to know his, his um, personality, his character. You need to know just all the things about him so that you can take his word, you can honor his word, and he becomes a part of you. The word of God also says that in him I move and have my being. So if he's in there, he's going to direct what you do and what you think and how you feel, and he's going to be able to um, bring that joy to your spirit. And that is so true. Um, It's one of the things, like you mentioned, the more and more we put it into practice, the more natural Mm -hmm. it becomes as well. So, and speaking of which, putting things Mm -hmm. into practice, you even shared in the blog 10 mindsets and disciplines that you find necessary to allow you to maintain a joyful perspective. So I was hoping that you could share those 10 with us today. Okay, the 10 mindsets and disciplines, As I said, they have to be intentional. And what a discipline is, is something that you adapt and you adopt 
to make it a part of your lifestyle so that it becomes something that's automatic. It's an automated um, thing and what it becomes a part of you. And so the, the mindsets that I'm talking about and the disciplines are things that we can adapt and say to ourselves and know that are going to direct our steps and direct our actions during the day. So one of them is number one, I am quick to refocus and redirect my joy. This is a mindset. I'm quick to redirect and refocus my thoughts with affirmations and declarations. Why is this important? Because the enemy, he wants to control our thoughts. He wants us to feel that we have no control over our actions, no control over what's going on in our lives. But we have to let him know that, no, okay, this thought may come, this feeling may come, but I'm going to refocus it, I'm going to change it, and I'm going to control my perspective so that I can control my actions. And so that's number one. And we speak declarations and we speak affirmations. Um, in Job, it tells us to declare a thing and it shall come to pass. So we need to be able to declare what it is that we're going to do. And then the other thing, another verse says that, um, that God is always looking to um, perform his word. He's always looking for opportunities to perform his word. So we have to know that and have that mindset and be quick to change how we're thinking that's in contrary or that contradicts that. And the second one says that I limit exposure to negative people, places, and perspectives. Okay. Make up in your mind that if you're negative, if there are negative influences around you, that you're automatically going to go the other way. The only time that you're going to use negativity if it is that it's going to uh, force you to pivot and to change for the better. That's the only the only opportunity people negative people should have to influence your life is to make it better. There's that quote that says, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. I have a quote that I added to that. I say, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, put up a lemonade stand, and then sell the lemonade and make a profit. And so if you do that, then um, those negative people will not be able to influence you. Um, the third one says, I meditate on and I study the word of God daily. That's pretty self-explanatory because if you meditate on the word every day, then it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your thought process. It becomes a part of what you speak out of your mouth and what you act upon. You want me to keep going? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> um, the next one says, I engage in prayer. That is a two-way conversation with God. I listen for his voice and direction. So that's another discipline that we need to have every day, throughout the day, to pray. But it's a two-way conversation. We can't do all this, the talking and never listening because oftentimes what people do is that they want to treat God like a Santa Claus or the, the you know, the somebody, the ever ready bunny that's going to keep going and going and going, you know, and we just keep going to him and I want this, I want that or whatever. But we have to know that prayer is a two-way conversation. God is speaking, we speak and he speaks. But if you start out with prayer, um, giving adoration to him, 
Um, you're praising him. You do all the things, which is what the Lord's, Lord's prayer does. It starts out with acknowledging God for who he is. It acknowledges, um, you know, him and his greatness and the plan for the earth and all these things. And then it comes, the very last thing is where we do supplication or we ask for something. And so that's how our prayer should be. Our prayers. Another one is that um, I express gratitude. You know, so often we complain, 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 and we fail to see all of the beauty around us, all the things that God is continuing to do for us and in us and through us. And we we just got to be grateful. We have to learn to be grateful. Um, the Apostle Paul says that he has learned to abase and abound, you know, in whatever state he's in. So that's where joy comes in. Whatever state you're in, you need to be able still to focus on the word of God. You got to still be able to accept the fact that God is still doing things. He's still moving. He's still um, true to his word. He's faithful. And we have to show gratitude. This one's my favorite, one of my favorite. I laugh often. You know, we, we just get so full of ourselves a lot of times that we can't even see the joy. We can't see the things that are going around with un, around us that happen that are are funny you know things that our kids do or say you know we're so interested in in yelling at them or whatever that we can't even see the humor in it you know i can remember when my children were young i would have to actually turn my head sometimes to stop myself from laughing or not let them see me smile at some of the comments that they would make when I was disciplining them or when I was asking questions about what they were doing, because it was funny. But, you know, I could not let them see that because I was disciplining them and, it, you know, I had to stay in character and do what I was supposed to do. But the Bible tells us that what well, it says that laughter and, you know, having a merry heart is as a medicine. You got to be able to see the joy in life and laugh at things do something every day that's that's going to bring you laughter children laugh way way more than adults do they they probably laugh hundreds of times a day whereas adults may not even laugh three times a day so find something funny you know don't take yourself so seriously and let God have an opportunity. And, and I always say God has a sense of humor because if you look at some of the moves that God makes and how he does things or how he turns things around or who he uses or whatever, you know, you can't help but chuckle and say, God, you know, you, you got a sense of humor here because I never would have used that person or I never would have done it that way. But hey, if this is what you got for me, then I'm going to, you know, go with it. So laugh often. Be a giver. Helping others takes the focus away from you and your problems. You know, sometimes we're just commiserating so much in what's going on with us that we can't even help anybody else. But take your mind off yourself, help somebody else, and it will help you to have more joy because God will be able to strengthen you while you're in the process of helping someone else. And a lot of times there are a lot, of people who are a lot worse off than we are. And if we're helping others, then we will see that. Um, I am forgiving. 
this is a big one because one of the reasons a lot of people can't experience joy is because they got so much um, anger and so much hatred and bitterness that they're holding that even when joy and when things come their way that could bring happiness and could bring um, contentment and could bring a sense of peace, they've got so much other stuff that's occupying their that space in their mind and in their head that they can't even feel the joy. God doesn't even have an opportunity to act because they've got so much stuff in there. So forgive forgive and be quick to forgive because otherwise you're going to let stuff fester and fester and it's going to be like a bottle that you shake up a coke bottle i call it um you shake the coke and all of a sudden it's gonna just fizz up and it's gonna explode and that's what ends up happening with a lot of people and you cannot experience joy when you have all that in your inside you know, if, if we're saying that the joy of the Lord is my strength and in him I move and have my being, but in him, you all in you, you also have all kind of other stuff. It's going to be hard for him to operate. Um, I spend time alone with God in praise and in worship. The Bible tells us that he inhabits the praises of his people. If you are praising, he will come into the midst of your situation. He will come into the midst of your situation, sit down, and he will hover, and he will bring you joy. He will bring you peace, and he will help you to be able to deal with whatever it is. You know, the thing about it, the world never, God never said that things were going to be easy. He never said that we weren't going to experience difficult times, but he did say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He says that my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He have all these things that he tells us to let us know that expect to reap a harvest of joy. If you're sowing joy to other people, because the Bible says you reap what you sow. So if you're sowing bitterness, then you're going to reap some bitterness. If you're sowing um, hatred, people are going to come back and they're going to be nasty to you. But if you sow joy, if you sow, um, and, and my pastor has a saying, he says, hallelujah, anyhow. And basically what he's saying is that you got to be able to praise. I don't care what's going on. You got to have a hallelujah, anyhow, praise. And so be able to, to spread some joy to other people and you're going to reap joy back. And God will be able to use you as an example. He will be able to show how faithful he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So I hope everyone listening that you are taking notes. And if not, I suggest you rewind these and write these down because these will definitely help change your mindset about joy. So I want to jump into one last question mm -hmm. because of time. And the last question I want to end with is this. So for people who are kind of struggling, right, to get joy back into their life or feel mm -hmm. like it's slipping away, what are some next steps that our audience can take to begin speaking joy back into As their life? As I said earlier, you have to, first of all, be intentional. You have to change your mindset and be ready to um, say that I am going to be joyful no matter what is happening no matter what's happening in my life because see we have to first of all remember also that joy is not the same as happiness joy is an inner 
thing. It's it's something that happens within you where you experience peace and contentment and you experience God's um, way of handling a situation and giving you the peace and where he says, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. So we need to know his promises. We need to know his character. We need to know what to expect from God and know that he is faithful um, in what he says. So how do we do that? First of all, get you some um, sticky notes and you write some of the affirmations, write some of God's promises on sticky notes and stick them all over your house. Stick them on your mirror so you'll see it in the morning. Uh, stick it on in your car, stick it by your bedside, wherever it is so that you can start speaking joy, speaking the word of God so that he can inhabit what you speak because like i said he said he will um fulfill and he seeks to come and to um, manifest his word there's also another verse that says um that his word will not come back void that is going to accomplish that that is sent after and so if we're sending his word after joy and that can be a, a affirmation that you write i am sending forth your word god in the area of joy and I know that you say that it will not come back void. My request will not come back void. And so I know you're faithful and I know that you're going to help me experience joy. So that's another thing. And then the other one is to write a joy vision. In Habakkuk, it tells us that if you write the vision, make it plain and that whoever uh, reads it will be able to run with it. Then you write what it is that you want to experience in the area of joy. Write that vision, make it plain. And then the last one is to journal. Journal your feelings, journal your prayers so that um, God can manifest joy in your life. I love these tips. These are all good. And as I mentioned, I hope you had your notebook tonight. I really do. She really taught us some very practical steps to um, getting joy back in our lives, especially if you've been in a season where you've been through transition or change or really hard um, moments. Because I know 2020 for most of us was a whole pivot turn. It brought apart uh, about many things that we had to reevaluate in life and even reevaluating our joy in, mm -hmm. in this season as well. So I want to take a moment to say thank you so much, Raina Lester, for being a guest on Polished Gems. And let the people know one last time where they can follow you and where they can find out you more information about you. can follow me on Facebook at All Things Kennedy. My blog is RainaKennedyLaster.com wordpress.com. I have a website, allthingscanady.com. And if you um, want to um, communicate and have a question, you can also um, send me a um, email and email at allthingscanady at gmail.com. So I try to keep them all where, where you can remember them. It's all things Kennedy. And they're all on all of the different um, platforms. So guys, I hope this has blessed you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And until next time, thank you again for joining us for another episode of Polished Gems. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Polished Gems. 
Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to fruitfulgems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide, Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time. Thank you.